Hi, I'm Nana Unkwe. And I'm Rosemary Unkwe. And you're my mom. <laughs> and she's my daughter. Yep. And this is Don't Tell Your Mother. everybody welcome back to the podcast it has been a little while since we recorded our last episode quite a little while (laughs) but we're back in it and we're happy to be back we hope you're happy too and this episode we're going to take on the subject of health and wellness and especially in the time uh we're in right now i think it's super important right mom yes it is and uh we've been wanting to talk about health and wellness and so much has changed anyway so might as well jump right in. Yeah, and I we um started talking about this a couple like a year ago. We wrote some notes, and I think they're still really relevant right now. I mean, um, staying healthy and being healthy—it's really hard right now. It's really hard to motivate yourself and get out there and do it. But it's super important. I think a lot of people are just tired. They're just you know tired of COVID and all the problems that have occurred. And some people are saying they're really um, they just don't feel healthy, and they haven't been exercising. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I hear that a lot, too. And people just, they don't have the motivation. I feel like when I was working in person, I had a really strict routine. I would go in to work. I would take the metro, and that's, you know, exercise in itself, running to <laughs> your next train. Um, but then afterwards, it was just like, um, I'm home all day. Like, why do I want to work out? I'm comfy in my bed or comfy on my sofa. Um, why am I doing push-ups now? So I think that's really hard to do that motivation. I think socially we just haven't gone out in so long that even going out was a big adjustment. Yeah. Getting used to going out and meeting people and doing things. Is, it's been a lot. You've been doing a lot of that. You've been um, doing some really cool, impressive workouts. The more I hear, I... I you, you tell me all these new ones you're doing like all the time and I'm always just like super in awe of it um (laughs) thank you I feel better since I started I started taking some classes a few months ago I guess in November but now I've gotten really on a better schedule and Mondays I exercise with a group which is good socially because I get to meet other people and then on Fridays, I'm learning Tai Chi, which I love. Yay! It is super cool. I have always wanted to learn Tai Chi, and I've seen videos for it. What exercise are you doing on Mondays again? Mondays, it's called Aging with Power and Grace. So when I started taking the class, I said, oh, these are going to just be really old people. I'm just going to, I'm going to try and do what I can. But when I got there, it's like you're using a lot of muscles, and you actually have a work up a sweat. Oh, yeah, that was the one that um, took you out for a little bit, right? <laughs> taking Tylenol. But I, I, was, it was, I was better today. I think my body's adjusting to it. Yeah, and that's what it is. You know, you're doing all these new exercises, especially when you haven't exercised for a yes. while. I went for a long walk yesterday, and then my body was just in recovery mode. <laughs> and I, I hadn't exercised in a while. I had, like, this procedure done. And so it was just, like, my body was just not having that walk. So I came home, I just collapsed afterwards. You just have to pace yourself. Exactly. 
pace yourselves, get back into it, just kind of keep it a routine. And that's like the hard thing. That's finding routines. But I think going out and finding classes like you're doing is a good idea. It doesn't have to be in person. I've done some virtual yoga classes, signed up for those, and those were really great during the pandemic. I just find it hard to work out by myself when I'm home. I like to be with other people. Let's all suffer together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all feel the burn. <laughs> and there's a lot of different exercises people can do. Like, I know we were talking about virtual and person. I like to do personally yoga. When it's warm outside, I can start using my pool again, which will be super nice. I know you swim, even though it's cold, you go, you do indoor pools? I used to. But I really don't like swimming and then coming out in the cold. It's a tough experience. But now that it's warming up, it should be a little easier. Leave the pool and go out into like a 70 degree weather or something. Exactly. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe in March, you know, it'll be a good thing. Maybe I'll try it in March as well. Because I know there's a couple indoor pools near me. There's also, you know, not just healthy exercise. There's also healthy eating. And I think we've been making a big transition into eating healthy and being mindful of what our bodies like and don't like? Well, I think for me, actually having those gluten and dairy allergies or sensitivities. Yeah, which we both have. Which you gave to me. Thank you, Mom. Sorry. You didn't give to my brother, you just gave it to me. But I think having those things have forced me to be really, kind of really examine my eating. Yeah, I understand that. I feel the same way. I definitely examine what I eat and what makes my body feel good after I eat a lot more than I used to, like, five-some years ago. Like, I I, I was eating beans, and I had to cut back on that because I realized, okay, my body after that doesn't feel good. And same with red meat. And it's just kind of being cognizant of things that I wasn't before. Well, one thing I do like is um, when I was working, I, I couldn't eat a lot of things people would, you know, they'd order pizza. I'd be like, I can't eat that. Have cake. Oh, I can't have cake. You know, so it was nice in a way because I didn't have to feel tempted. I was just like, oh, I just can't eat that. And then I would make you cake. But now there's so many options available. Way more, way more options than even 10 years ago. Definitely. And we've joined, I, I invited you to a gluten-free Facebook group in our area. You've been super active on there, and you've been giving me ideas of places to eat, too, that, you know, won't affect our diets. And it's pretty great. I mean, with delivery food and things, I've been doing the the meal kits delivered, too. I I used to be able to uh, cook a lot more, I think, pre-pandemic, but since the pandemic, I've just kind of just, my brain is mush, and I need something really easy, so I've been using those. That's made it easier just to, like, whip something up at 7 p.m. after that work or whatever. That is a lot of work for me. There's a mm. lot of steps See to See different strokes for different folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of steps. I had to keep looking at the recipe. I started having anxiety and I was like, oh. but it was good to have different meals. I like the option of having different ideas because I normally eat the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Like, it definitely gave me a variety. It gave me a lot more veggies, which I needed to incorporate anyways. And it gave me a lot of different gluten-free meals that I may not have thought of, you know, more fish in my diet, which I don't eat a lot of normally. And I think it was good that way. Yeah. And then it's good for me. Yeah, I think some people just, you know, they want to keep to meals that they know or, you know, go to Pinterest for new meals. But for me, that was a really good option. Yes, gives you gives you a lot of new ideas. You're really good with desserts, though. 
I do love making desserts. You make some really, really nice desserts. I love eating desserts, so I have to be good at making desserts so I can eat them. Yeah, the options are really, really good. Yeah, because I think for a while, um, back when I was first gluten-free, like a couple years back, there were no real dessert spots that I knew about. And so I was like, well, time to just learn how to make these things. And I'd never been a baker before, so I just learned how to make, you know, bread, cakes, cupcakes, cookies, all that good stuff. And I started branching out into, like, even more complicated recipes. Like, I made a vegan cheesecake the other day for you, and I've made vegan Japanese cheesecakes. And you did. <laughs> you made a really, really good um, cheesecake. I want to do a little bit more baking in the future. My problem is I don't know if I have the patience. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it tastes good when you finish, though. And then I think with baking your own things, um, a lot of recipes that people, you know, have in stores are just filled with sugar, which, you know, isn't the healthiest thing. And a lot of the recipes that I've found, you can just sub with honey, which is really good. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to baking at home. Yeah, I think for us, because of our allergies, it's nice for us because we know exactly what's in there so we don't have to be worried about what we're eating definitely and there are like a lot of you know health reasons people can have to you know take different diet changes i think it's really important for people to be cognizant of their diets um even if they don't have those health reasons if those health problems are in the family like i know a lot of black families have issues with heart problems or diabetes um, that run in the family, high blood, high blood pressure. So it's always important to kind of be mindful of that as soon as possible so that you can kind of get a jump start on it before it develops into issues. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that, you know, can be done to keep you healthy. Like we were saying earlier, a lot of families are more at risk for certain diseases, especially a lot of Black families. And even among, like, Black women... Heart attacks look different for um, women, and you know it's harder to find. It's like more chest pressure, whereas like for men, it's or like more back problems. I think for men, it's just like that classic hand clutching the heart heart attack. But for women, it kind of can look in different ways. It can be like jaw tightness, even back pain, and then you know there's also you know breast cancer, which yes. I think a lot of Black women haven't been raised to kind of do their own checkups and go to the doctor and let them know. So I think it's just important to know how to do your own and know what to look for and know if there are any irregularities. You know, I think, um, I know for women over the age of 50, there are some basic appointments they want us to follow, um, routine pap smears, mammogram. And you just got a mammogram, right? Yeah. It's not pleasant, but it's worth it. Or it's a mammogram, as I call it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even um, dental health is a big deal. Yeah, I just started going to the dentist again. It was bad for a while, but it's important. And, you know, I had my first cavity last year, which is a yeah, pretty good run. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't the best feeling getting it filled, but now if you go regularly, you know, it's more likely that you won't have more cavities. So I just kind of keep yeah. that in my mind. Yeah, I think um, my dentist was like twice a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your dentist said. Uh, yeah, mine said every six months. Good. So same dealio. 
and even uh, Colossibius. Uh, you have one coming oh. up, I think. <laughs> I just had one, actually. No, not for, no, not 50, I'm not uh, close to 50 at all. <laughs> Got another, like, 22 years, but I was having some stomach issues, and the doctor recommended it, and I thought, okay, this would be a good way to figure things out, and everything was clear, everything was great. It was just, uh, it was an experience, but it's an important experience to have. Yeah, very important. And also, you know, when you have those, you can always talk to your doctor about options. I think I didn't really push back. I was like, okay, give me whatever you got. Um, next time I get a colonoscopy at 50, I'll know to be to ask for different options for the pre- preparation you can do. Because mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of different things online of different people who use different preparations. And, you know, uh, some of them working for folks, some of them not working for folks. The one I did didn't quite work for me, but now I know there are others in the market. Might work in 22 years. Yeah, like 10 years ago, mine was just the powder. You fill it up, fill water up to it, and you just drink it. But now it seems much more complicated. I think it's just different options. Like, even I was reading online, some people took just Metamucil and some uh, laxatives. So, um, it just depends. And also, I think something that a lot of people don't think about is vision. Having their regular eye checkups. Mm Mm-hmm. You guys have bad eyesight, so... We've been having it. I've been having it since I was in the third grade, because my eyes were just... Oof, they're a wreck. I started wearing glasses when I was eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had, like, the... I, I, I still had big glasses. They're the thick lenses. But it's, you know, like, even if you don't wear glasses, I think a lot of people... We're on our screens a lot now with COVID. We're doing the Zoom oh, chats. Yes. We're working from home if you're working, you know, with a laptop. Um, we're watching a lot more TV. <laughs> so it's People just... looking at their cell phones, playing games. My doc, my eye doctor said everyone's having eye problems now. It's like we're having eye strain. And they're telling children that every hour they should be, every 30 minutes they should be taking a break from the screens. And they're Everyone not. should be doing that. And people should be using more, like, their blue light filters. So I think my glasses came with some amount of blue light filters. But I also got yeah. blue light glasses that'll filter even more. Because, you know, the strain of the blue, the the light of the, the laptops and the screens can affect your eyes. And I like the thing that you said about taking breaks. I need to be doing that more often. Because I definitely forget. So do I. I have an Apple Watch. Every once in a while it tells me to stand up, take a break, go, go for, like, a little walk. I need to be doing those more often, too. And it tells me, mine says things like, you need to meditate, mindful meditation. Do you have that one, too? Mine says breathing more, doing some more mindful breathing, which I like as well. I do, I've been doing more of that. Mm -hmm. Doing more mindful breathing, doing more yoga that kind of connects to your mindfulness and Mm -hmm. being aware of your body. Especially, like, after the colonoscopy I got, I had some stomach issues, I still have a little bit. So I think doing that breathing has helped calm me down and helped kind of regulate my body a little more, which, I mean, you wouldn't think just breathing would do that, but I mean, it's amazing. I need to send you this um, video about um, breathing and stretches to do when you have stomach problems. I've been doing some of those. I've been doing yoga for stomach issues, yoga for bloating, breathing for stomach issues and things, breathing for acid reflux, and it's been helping a lot, actually. Yeah. Just little things that, you know, people might not think of, that it's just kind of getting into your breath, doing different breathing, um, that can really help you. 
it's been helping a lot. And my body's kind of getting back to normal. So I think one of the things that I introduced you to during the pandemic was Girl Trek. Do you remember that? Yes, I actually got some some of their gear. Do you remember what it's all about? So they are about helping Black women, especially older Black women, with heart health. So they promote walking. So they'll have a podcast episode where they'll be talking about different subjects, different figures in the Black community that are important. And they'll ask you to take a walk with them while they talk about those people and their influence on society. And so it's, you're getting a history lesson, you're getting this exercise, you're learning, but you're also helping yourself. And they're really hoping to combat heart disease and heart failure in Black women. So it's an amazing program. It's an amazing thing they're doing. They're called Girl Trek. We have sweaters from them. <laughs> we have sweatshirts, t-shirts. Yeah, their their website is girltrek.org. They're all over the country. They have um some of them, they also have 5k walks, you know, not virtual but the well they have the virtual walks. Well, we started during COVID and then now they're they're doing some in-person walks as well. So, I love It's a wonderful thing they're doing. Definitely encourage you to look into it if you're interested in that kind of things. And there's lots of ways to stay well during COVID times and isolation. I think we looked into different things. There's like different parts of wellness, like the seven dimensions of wellness. One of it is physical wellness. One of it is emotional. There is intellectual. There is social. There's spiritual, environmental, and occupational. So all those feed into your well-being. So we talked a little about the physical, the emotional, and that goes into like the breathing and the meditation, the mindfulness, but also it's seeing professionals. So like psychiatrists and psychologists. And, and therapists. And therapists, yeah. And it's like not a bad thing to see them. I think there's a lot of stigma around it, especially within like the black community about like seeing therapists. But, I mean, there are so many wonderful therapists, even, like, Black therapists, who are kind of trying to push back against that stigma that it's shameful to see therapists or something, which is definitely not, you know. People see therapists for all types of reasons, whether you have are having mental health struggles or whether you just need someone to talk to or whether you just want to, you know, go over different ways to help your life. So... Like, I started seeing one to help with my ADHD, and that's been helping me a ton, just kind of figure out ways to help organize my life and do different types of things to help manage that ADHD. So, you know, different ways of thinking, different ways of doing things that combat those ADHD tendencies. I saw a therapist during COVID, and I remember I was just thinking at the time, I said, you know what, I think I should see a therapist because we're all on lockdown and I'm home, so I might as well. But then after I started seeing her, all these things started happening. My aunt passed away and my mother passed away like two weeks later. And I was really glad that I had her to talk to. And, you know, the good thing about having therapists now is that a lot of people are virtual. So you don't even have to go in. Yeah, I love that part. 
and I've noticed that a lot of people have been promoting. I know, I think her name is, is this Tari Henson? The actress? Mm-hmm. Tariji P. Henson? Tariji? Yeah. She's, she's been doing a lot of promotion on men's wellness oh. and mental health. And I've been seeing all these ads and they've really been encouraging African American and people of color but especially pushing the men because, you know, men historically in a lot of the black communities are not encouraged to go for any type of therapy. Yeah, and and you see men's rate of suicide is a lot higher. Um, So it's definitely important just to kind of, like, even if you think you don't need therapy, just to think of it like as an extra support system. Like, they're there to help support you. Yes, yes. And it's nice to have, like, I had, I wanted, Definitely, I wanted an African-American. I wanted a female. But I didn't care how old she was. And my therapist, honestly, she looks like she's 19. But I think, <laughs> I think she must be like 23 because she's done her master's. But I just liked her. She was just so positive. She had such um, a nice way of looking at different things that I might not have. And I, I didn't want anyone. I thought it was nice to have someone who was younger. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that. And mo- most of my friends are younger anyway, so. Exactly. And there's such a huge variety of therapists. I mean, it's a lot of people try therapy and they are like, oh, I didn't like the therapist I tried. Okay, like, try someone else. You didn't deal with that person. millions of therapists out there. Just take your pick. Yeah, we were talking about, like, different social aspects. Just, like, staying social, too, is, like, one of the seven dimensions of wellness. So they help you to be the best you you can be like so you're not relying completely on your friends you know i think a lot of people they kind of they either keep all their feelings to themselves or they overload on friends and that can be taxing it's either taxing on yourself if you're keeping it all inside and internalized or it's taxing on your relationships if you're venting to your friends all the time you know they can't they might not have the capacity to handle that and their own issues as well so that's why you have you know professionals there and you know the the rate of of suicides it has it has been troubling. Yeah, especially during pandemic. During the pandemic, and people that are so young, I just I'm just so like so sad to hear that. Yeah. Keep talking about it, more people become aware. Exactly. Yeah, and aware, and just you know, they're more cognizant of the signs of people who are thinking of suicide. I think one of the signs is people that are kind of giving up they you might not see it you might think oh they're just kind of if someone gives you their belongings or like here i want to gift you something that could be a sign that someone is you know looking towards suicide because they're giving away some of their prized belongings they're kind of readying themselves for the next step so that's like a one of the big factors that someone is looking at ending their lives and it's, it's troubling it's important to know the signs so you can kind of like look up on those and just kind of be there for each other, especially in this time. It's winter, it's COVID, uh, spring is coming, hopefully rates rates coming. are going down, hopefully things are entering a new era and people are able to go outside and get that vitamin D and sunshine that promotes good vibes, good thoughts. Yeah, even if you can't go outside, if it's a really, really cold day, getting some sun, oh, I have this, that lamp. Oh, yes. I have that little lamp that you plug in, and I haven't had to use it much because I've been outside a lot. It's the light therapy? Is that the one? Yeah. 
Yeah, you plug it in and it mimics sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the thing I really like is my place has a lot of windows and a lot of sunlight comes in. So that just takes care of that problem. I think we can also talk about some of the results of not being healthy. And I have a list of some of the top issues affecting African Americans, especially women. Mm-hmm. Of course, now the top one is COVID still. Um, high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, and cancer. You were talking about um, black maternal morality rates i think you did some research oh yeah i've been <laughs> i've been really impressed i think since high school and and this like pan, it's like well, this, you wrote a paper I, about yeah that. i did and i did in college as well um it's just a troubling phenomenon where like black women are more at risk for maternal mortality and having issues during pregnancy and issues during delivery and part of it is because doctors overlook risk factors and overlook health issues in pregnant black women where they wouldn't with other women like who are giving birth other races yeah other races who are giving birth part of it is black women having more stress related to racism one of the studies that i looked at talked about how there was this black family that had a great doctor they had or a couple of different black families that lived in an affluent neighborhood, they had a good amount of income, but they were still experiencing those same mortality rates that black women in lower income families in more impoverished neighborhoods were experiencing. And part of that was because of the stress that racism provides. There's a lot of stress on the body, it's a lot of stress, you know, during pregnancy, and that all factors into you know, having issues. Yeah, so it's a lot of factors. And I think it's a, it's a phenomenon that is getting more attention now. Yes. We live, uh, I grew up in the D.C. area, and I heard, I've heard stories about black women, you know, dying during childbirth and people trying to raise, uh, the, their families trying to raise awareness about it. So I think it's really great that people are becoming more aware I think it's important for like younger doctors and older doctors as well to just kind of get be educated about this. And there are papers coming out that are dismantling ideas about black bodies, like because for a long time, you know, doctors have always thought, okay, well, black people can take more pain. It's just like this intrinsic idea, yeah. Or like, okay, like or they'll. They'll be like, oh, you're not in pain if you're a black person coming to the doctors because they just think you're overreacting or like, and it's just this internal idea where like they'll dismiss black people's pain more often. And so this book addresses a lot of that. It addresses a lot of the racism around that. And it really, it goes into the medical aspects of things as well, which I really appreciate. It's written by a black doctor for doctors of all races um and it's really great it's like a younger black doctor and i think it came out a couple years ago i hope it gets more traction among the medical field but we don't remember (laughs) it was really great i was really excited when it came (laughs) out um but i I, i'm really hoping that we can do a search more medical people yeah yeah i hope that more medical people are getting more trainings about this because that's the most important thing it's like getting trainings 
doctors staying consistent with trainings and seminars about these issues and those trainings and seminars just highlighting this and pushing back on people's ideas and people's kind of intrinsic racism, which a lot of people don't think they have. Everyone has it. It's just you got to kind of push back against it. (laughs) Realize you have it and make steps to change things. A couple of notes I had were about um, aging and Alzheimer's and dementia. Those two diseases have been getting a lot of traction, I think, over the last five to ten Definitely. years. Definitely. And I think there's been a lot more research about it. There's there's always been like research around Alzheimer's and dementia and aging and how to prevent that. And I think a lot of the stress is towards keeping your mind active and keeping your brain yes. stimulated. It makes a big difference. I mean, my mother had uh, dementia. And luckily, her dementia, I don't know, she was, she always remembered her children and most of her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't to the point where she was just totally out of it, but she definitely was not like how she used to be. Um, and I think you're right. I think keeping active and keeping your brain active is important. Yeah. Because my mother was active. Grandmother was active, but she wasn't doing the things I think that might have challenged her brain. like. I'm taking Spanish and I'm I'm writing and I'm, you know, keeping myself busy with those things and I'm really trying to keep those mental exercises. Yeah, going. yeah, and that's like uh one of the great ways to do it is you know, learning a new language is a great way. I think a lot of people, you know, might consider going back to school as another way or just taking classes like that promote your yeah. mind being stimulated and just kind of keeping up with that like never I think people see retirement and they're like, okay, I'm going to retire. I'm just going to stop everything. And you've retired. <laughs> you're not stopping anytime soon. You've sort retired, <laughs> uh, quotation marks. But you're, I'm you retired, know, but I'm you're very doing busy. this podcast. You're doing other audio recordings, um, audio books, writing, Spanish, exercises, exercise, everything. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm doing too yeah, much. You know, it's just, it's just, as long as you're not stressed. And I think now that, like, this is a good, yeah, no, I'm not stressed. This, I think in our 60s and 70s, it's a good time to make sure you have those activities in place because at my exercise classes, there are people way older than me and they're, they're exercising. They're doing it. Unfortunately, I'm the only person in both classes that is African American. Um, I think one of my classes, I have someone who's a person of color, but that's it. One. And um, I don't think I've even ever seen any African-Americans going to any of the classes. Maybe one. Again, you know. Yeah, so just kind of highlighting those. And hopefully people will do them. Still not being represented yeah. properly. Hopefully. We do live in Virginia, too. We see. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. We live in Virginia as well. Yeah. yeah. I know that there's been more programs in different, you know, specific black neighborhoods. But, I, yeah, I also don't know if they're focused on older black people. I've seen them focus on, like, younger children and things, but not among the more aging community. So I know they had they had the, the Department of Aging in D.C. that used to come and pick people up. But, again, I think COVID just stopped so many programs. We're really scared. 
to pick up to pick up the seniors. So I, I don't really know what's been happening now, but hopefully some of these programs will resume and they'll just continue um, working with all people and, and young people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for everyone. I mean, DC has some amazing indoor swimming. Yeah, DC. Yeah, DC luckily has like a lot of good resources. It's just, you know, uh, do people know about them, and do people can people access them? So hopefully, yeah. And do they have the time? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, there's been strides to making all those things happen. Great. Well, it's lovely chatting with you today about this amazing issue. I know it's super important. I really hope that our listeners got something out of it and got some ideas of ways they can stay healthy in this really difficult time. Exactly. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.